So question. They also mentioned farmers only. Do you do either a ye and na? Are you alluding to Jay being on farmers only secretly? <laughs> no, I, 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 I asked needed... for you guys to not bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was making a, a yes, no joke. We knew what oh, the joke got was, it. man. We got the joke. <laughs> Don't confuse us not laughing with us not understanding. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't laugh at my hilarious joke. What's going on? I must, they must explain it. it to them. Let me further explain. <laughs> my mom says my jokes are good. Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if it's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Mr. Iglesias. Mr. Iglesias went 21 episodes over two seasons on Netflix. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called Some Children Left Behind, originally airing June 21st, 2019. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, most of the boys, Berg, Nick, and Gordo. No Joe this week. What's going on, guys? Hello. 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 Nobody's so, got a line. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so quirky. School. <laughs> Who wants to ride around in a VW bus and listen to 90s jams? And go Not to me? wrestling events. None of those <laughs> are events. none of those are quotes from the show. Um but so yeah, Mr. Glacius. Um, so first off, welcome everyone to our back to school month. Uh, first time other than Halloween, we're doing a theme month. So every Thursday in September, in honor of all the kids going back to school, we're gonna do a school related sitcom. So week one, Mr. Glacius, starting with this one. No real uh individual pick for any of us. We're just kind of looking at a list of school uh school related shows we haven't tackled and try to find some stuff. Mr. Glacius, a show I don't think any of us even knew existed. Nope. I remember seeing it advertised on Netflix. Um, just like when you logged into Netflix, I remember seeing it a couple times, but never piqued my interest. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> it was such a moment when I hit play and that Netflix screen came up and I was like, oh no, this is another <laughs> Netflix sitcom. So yeah, so that was, uh, it, to be completely honest, part of my mindset was, oh, it's a Netflix original. We've covered a good amount of them now. We've done... Merry Happy Whatever, we've done The Big Show Show, we've done Country Comfort, we've done The Crew. I feel like they've swing and missed on every single sitcom, so they're usually easy to hate on. So that was kind of the mindset with here was like, oh, this should be fun to rip apart. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you which way I'm going, and this isn't like a, a peek into it. This was not as bad as those. It no, just, no. It just was so, not. So in, in private conversation before we got into it, Ferg's already made it very clear that he was not a fan of this show. I'll tell you, I don't, I don't think it was. I think it was easily the best Netflix. Netflix, no, this was maybe yeah, the worst yeah. one. What the fuck Bullshit. is wrong with you? Oh, I know why Ferg doesn't like this. I just figured it out. We, yeah, why? I think. Yeah, okay, never mind. Hold there's on, no merit to your hate anymore. No, there's plenty of merit to my hate. It has to do with the terrible acting, and they're always laughing. Any Listen, joke, for somebody, everybody laughs. Gabriel Iglesias is not an actor. He's just a stand-up comedian. So then don't for, act oh, in a show. So but he's I'm, not, not bad is what I'm saying. No, he yes, acted he well. He's not bad. For uh, I'd say the worst actor on this show was the principal lady. She was terrible. No, no, she she's wasn't. an actress. I thought she was good. <laughs> yeah. 
I couldn't. No, I couldn't stand her. Um, but, I thought I the mean, children I, were terrible. No, I couldn't stand the the Abby girl. I I didn't really find any of them to be like. Yeah, I mean, outstandingly awful. It wasn't in a bad role. show. Like, but uh, are you guys a fan of Mr. Fluffy? No, no, I am not a fan of his stand-up, and his early stand-up is good. I think he has like seven or eight stand-up specials out right now he was He's also so by now. the way at one point one of the top paid stand-up comedians well he like, still yes, is on the he planet still is. Yeah. huge yeah so what happens with those comedians sometimes is like they just run their shtick into the ground and i i end up like falling away like you get your your dane cooks your kevin hart's and then you have people like who manage to like skirt it like louis ck who i mean he had his own issues but he he stayed funny. Uh, he still releases specials. These these like mega like arena comedians sometimes they just re- like they don't need to be funny anymore because they're gonna sell tickets anyways. And yeah. I think that's kind of what happens with people like Gabriel Iglesias. Not to say that he's not funny, but it's just out of question. It's not the best stand up you're gonna. You see. know what I what I think it is though to a small degree when you look at a lot of the ones who really transcend and like breakthrough into like mainstay huge huge popularity they have a little bit of a cleaner act than a lot of the other stand-up comedians that we tend to listen to so i don't think it's that they're like not funny or anything i just think it's not our brand of humor as much it's like mainstream music well like you have underground music that's more harsh and edgy then you have mainstream that's sanitized and no disrespect, dream. actually, to Gabriel and uh, Glaciers. I think he is funny. It's just not. No, he's like, definitely the funny. Guy. He just has a style that I, I don't know. I just kind of, it seemed to get old for me. He also, just, it's funny that you bring say that up. It's not for us. Yeah. Like, it's funny you bring it up, too, because if you read about Gabriel Iglesias at all, like, I think it was on his wiki, <clears throat> he tells any new comedian, he says, you have to be clean and you have to be, like, broad spectrum topics. Like, you can't get specific about anything because you want to be able to hit as many people as you possibly can with your material. And then once people get into you, then you can kind of start getting more specific about things, which is interesting. So smart. um, Yeah, it is. But I think it works for what he's trying to accomplish. But I think for that reason, it kind of aids to what I was talking about. And that's maybe why he's not the guy I would go out of my way to buy a ticket to. Yeah. I mean, I also haven't watched many of his recent specials, so I'm kind of talking out of my ass. They could be really good. So like, maybe I'll give him a say, shot like, and report if, back. <clears throat> if we were still like kids and all that was on, he's the kind of artist that would guest star on all that all the time. He like, was on all that. 100%. Yeah. He was on all that. <laughs> was he? Yeah. yeah. That in well, 2000, he was on all that. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't even He's been that. around a long time. Like yeah. you you probably like his stand up like run is probably the past fifteen years or so, but he's been around for much longer than that. Now Ralphie may ever have a uh sitcom because he's another guy that's kind of in the same vein. No, he just wasn't around like, like his his he was really on his big rise and right when, he, when he was like starting to headline Ralphie he, May. He was great on Celebrity Fit Club. That's the one thing I remember. He about died, Ralphie right? May. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't feel know like they I mean, gave him a sitcom. Generally speaking, he was he was fairly young when he died, so I just think like maybe that would have come to him later on in life. Ah. That man had the biggest shorts ever. They're just giant <laughs> shorts. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, just to wind back down a little bit, uh, a show that I'm like none of us have watched up until now. 
Uh, to go over the scores, Rotten Tomatoes had a 73% audience score, but no critic score, which I found really interesting for a newer type of show. Usually that stuff will have a critic score. And a 7.1 on IMDb. So both very similar numbers, like right in those, like that kind of low C territory. C, C plus, yeah. And a reminder to all of you guys listening, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to our social medias, everywhere you can listen to us, rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. Leave comments. That really helps us a lot. Hit us up on social media if you want to DM us and talk to us. You go to s1e1pod on both Instagram and X. Um, it's always going to sound weird to me. X going to give it to you. Nobody's going to be confused by referring to it as Twitter. We're going to move <laughs> on with it. We can't. Yeah, but I don't want to be my dad who still calls like the, the Boston Herald, the Herald American, like you know, 50 <laughs> years after it changed. There's a point where you have to move on. Yeah, but we don't have to do that right now. But uh, yeah, um, hit us up on those. We do like talking to you guys. I say it all the time at the back end of the episode, but just in case you guys X out before I go through my final spiel at the end of every episode. I up, see what you did there. We do like to um, we like to talk to you guys, and we like to know what shows you want us to cover. So it's always good to be able to interact and learn how you guys found out about us and all that stuff. Like, so yeah. Anyways, um, might as well get into the actual show itself. It starts off with the exterior of a school. It's Woodrow Wilson High School, and I guess um, what they did here was that was the name of the high school that Gabriel Iglesias actually went to. Yeah. So it's a fictionalized version of his own school where he's now the teacher. You know what I found strange is like this, like the whole Tony Danza thing when everyone's like, he's Tony and everything. He's Mr. Iglesias. It's his last name. He's Gabriel Iglesias. It's his full name. He, he yeah, keeps yeah. his full name in the show. You don't usually see the full name. Just the, the first. Maybe it's a, well, he said he's not a big actor. Maybe it was just a lot easier. <laughs> he didn't change really anything. confused. And uh, yeah, we cut inside the classroom and it's his class. He teaches history class and. It's the last day of school, and it's, like, towards the end of the class, and they're just doing kind of a once-over of uh, everything they learned uh, in American history. And one of the students raises her hand and says, uh, wiped out the indigenous people, opposed the blacks, did some good stuff around World War II, and now the sun is setting on our empire. It's like, oh, I guess we did cover it all. (sighs) This is when I rolled my eyes for the first time at this show. (laughs) I didn't, no, I didn't, I thought that was a clever, like, I thought that was funny. doesn't like it. Lame. Yeah, I mean, uh, what got me is immediately after when he goes out to the window and he starts this randomly quoting Braveheart, and I'm like, what did that set up? It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it set it, was it up just, I, it, I agree with Ferg in a sense that, like, they were probably in the writer's room, like, okay, Gabriel, like, what can you do? And he's like, oh, my Scottish accent isn't that bad. And they <laughs> ran with they, it. like, uncreatively wedged it in there. They could have probably found a better way to do it. But I did, once it got rolling, I did find it kind of funny. Well, this was where, yeah, we talk about a lot of comedians that get their own shows. They kind of base everything on their stand-up. And I'm not familiar enough with a stand-up to know if he does a lot of voices. But he does a good Scottish accent. So I think, I mean, obviously this was thrown in by design. And he probably had a big hand in a lot of the writing of this stuff. He's a big wrestling fan. Maybe Drew McIntyre taught it to him. Yeah, yeah, they sat in a room together and went over the acting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was a little forced. But he does the whole... Looks out the window and talks about the, you know, the line, the, they'll never take our freedom. Then, like, you can tell the people that wrote this never saw Braveheart, because they write that the kids are all like, wait, William Wallace lost? You see him lose in the fucking movie, so you only know that quote. But it was an older movie. But then But everybody knows it. that line. But everybody knows that one line. It is like, one of that. This is fine. I see both your points. It is one of those movies that now I think, like, people, everyone knows the line whether or not you've seen it. 
so they don't doesn't mean necessarily Sart, but if you did watch the movie, he gets like split open and disemboweled. It's yes. like he clearly lost. They quarter him, don't they? Yes. They, they trick him, yeah. And they send him the, each a piece of him to different parts. That's the real history. They just disembowel him in the movie. No, in the movie, they show a little person, like, because it's like a stage show, and like he's cutting open like a fake version of him, and it's like entertainment for the kingdom, and you're supposed to just figure out that's what happened to him. No. No, it's not. Yes, it is. At the end of the movie, he's lying down there, and you see, like, it up on his face, and you hear, like... It's a tight shot of his face when he screams freedom at the end, and you see him, like, wincing in pain. It's no little person making a jester thing for a king. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Did you watch the porno? Like... What porno would have a jester of a king? Braveheart. 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 <laughs> Got it. Uh, well, when they are doing the wait, Mel Gibson lost. I did like the. It was kind of the beginning of a long losing streak for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. He uses this whole Braveheart thing though to kind of leverage into the history lesson anyway. So it was like the way they started bringing it up was a little out of nowhere, but it did transition well into history class. And they were talking about like the difference between America and Scotland when it came to like war. Basically, the advantage that America had by having the ocean in between us and uh, all of Europe. So we kind of had it was described that like the U.S. is a castle with the like world's largest moat. But to lead up to that example, when he was trying to ask the students like what that was, like what it was that we had an advantage over. One of the kids said that um, Scotland didn't have any weapons. And I, I did like when he was like, yeah. he gets into his accent again and he's talking about <laughs> he's doing like a whole like um, like he's doing a little scene. He's talking about, like, what is it we're forgetting? Oh, weapons! <laughs> I wonder if this is from his stand-up. I don't think any of it is from stand-up. I, I like... I'm not familiar enough Typically, with... they don't pull, like, specific bits like that, I, so I doubt it was, like, a specific bit. This is Netflix, though. But I wouldn't be shocked if he used different voices and accents, and that could be one of them that was used. Again, it's tough to talk out of turn not knowing. Yeah. Um, but that's... That's probably where some of this comes from. You made me second guess myself, so I instantly found it. You're an idiot, Gordo. That is the end of the movie with the little person. But the disembowelment thing also happens in the movie. So are you sure that it's not before it? No, it's the end. We can't talk about Braveheart the whole time. We have a whole show. There's a a small (laughs) part of it. not the ending of Braveheart. If you guys want to... Listen, for all you uh, Braveheart enthusiasts, if you want to hit us up and just make something clear, again, that's what you want to Hit us up on Instagram or X and let us know. X gonna give it to you. Yeah. And they keep going on and on. And I want to mention, like, so there's a whole cast of students who you can tell, like, this is all going to be based around the fact that Mr. Glacius and a couple of the teachers are there. But a lot of these students seem to be mainstay characters. Funny, I was reading that the show gets a lot of comparison to Welcome Back, Carter, which is another show we did back a while ago. Well, it's a bunch of, like, outcast students, you know, like the lesser, like, respected ones that the faculty has even kind of turned their backs on, led by a teacher named Gabe. Ah, Gabe. <laughs> I mean, that's... Oh, I get it. Right yeah. on the line. But we have um a bunch of different students. One of them's Marisol, who's like the one who answers every single question right. And she's like the, the one student where if this is kind of like the reject kids, you, you find out later how she kind of gets lumped in with them. But as far as being in this class goes, like, how does she fit here? She should be in an advanced class. She's not following the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
again, go back and listen to our Welcome Back Connor episode. There was a couple points where she was answering questions, and I don't know if you guys would have thought this and noticed, but she had a notebook in front of her. I was like, oh, how easy, because they have. she always has to do these like long, specific answers, and she definitely had it all written down in the notebook that's on her desk. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you still have to learn it, though. You can't read it out of the notebook. No, but it's good to have that little, you know, spiral reference, notebook right in yeah. front of you to reference right before it's your turn to speak. I would, I would imagine it's just written in shorthand, like bullet yeah. statements. Yeah. She was reading it. It would be very obvious that she was reading something. No, she's a good actor. So. She fooled me. I thought she knew the Monroe doc- Doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> when they're talking about the Monroe Doctrine, that's when he brings up that, um, you know, what is it that he should be most mem- uh, remembered for? Gabe likes him the most because he's the first president that had the cards to say, enough with the powdered wigs. And you can see that, like, along the top of the upper border of his classroom, he has pictures of every single president all around the border of the class. This, or at least was, this two was really funny. And, yeah, he shows all the wigs. And you can see how he's the first one to not have it. And he says, you know... Aside from RuPaul, who'd have thought that this was a good look? And he says, our country was founded by a bunch of dudes who woke up every morning asking their wives, lady, have you seen my wig? And he's doing another one of his accents. <laughs> hey, lady. And uh, he says, anyway, we went about 200 years without any bizarre hairstyles up until now. And then he has this like pointer <laughs> that he points at the most recent president uh, at the time, at least. And that was uh, Donald Trump. You know what I don't get? Because this joke was funny. They used, like, a younger picture of Donald Trump. Why not use, like, current Trump, where his hair is extra ridiculous now? They used his presidential photo. Oh, okay. I mean, I I was going to say, I've seen his hair ridiculous, and that yeah, picture didn't look so bad. <laughs> well, like, the one with his hair, like, blowing up. With the yeah. wind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been funny if they used that. He said we went from powdered wigs to ones that are dipped in Cheeto dust. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... After that, we get into the intro of the show. The intro of the show is kind of simple. And it's just him sitting in like a VW bus, kind of driving past like <clears throat> like uh, postcards and stuff of different areas. And the theme song was just like, just kind of like music in a like twice. The only lyrics are, it says Mr. Glacius twice, but it was like really upbeat. I really, I don't know why, but I like the song a lot. Was a, I, I like the intro. He's I also like the, yeah, in real life a big VW bug. In he Jesus. collects he has them, like yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, you know what it gave me really? vibes for one of the many um, intros to Boy Meets World, the one when they're in the car. Yeah, when I can see Boy that. Meets yeah. World. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that was one thing. I, I don't want to go into a tangent. We always talk about intros. This was fine. Doesn't tell you a lot about the show, but it's fine. It's catchy and quick. Yeah. Boy Meets World, iconic show. One thing I think they dropped the ball on is they changed their whole theme, like the music itself, so often. And it just, it makes none of them stand out. I kind of like it. it. It's an interesting way to do it, right? Like a different, did they do one like every other season or something like every that? Every couple and, or so. Uh, I, would do I mean, it, why not? It's okay. I would do it when there's like a major change. Like when they go to college, have a new theme song, kind of like Saved by the Bell, the college years. But like, I wouldn't have done yeah. it every couple seasons like them. And yeah, after that, we get to the next scene. And it's just like that extension of what we had just saw pre-intro. Uh, so we're still in this classroom, only now the principal, whose uh, name is Paula Madison, and she's played by Sherry Shepard, she heads in. They're talking about, at first she's like talking about how he's the cool teacher, so why can't she be the cool principal? And she's kind of like dancing around. And she's talking about like, to the kids, like, 
I don't know, in a way that typically, like, the uncool dad would reference things that they think kids would like. She's like, before you run off and ghost ride your whips and play dominoes on your stoop and drink your scissor. <laughs> what did the kids say? <laughs> <Scissor>. she... <laughs> what is this old beat talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is like 2019, isn't it? Like, that, the, all of that terminology had was old then, too. Yes, by I, a lot. Ghost I ride have... the whip was like when we were in high school. I have never heard anybody refer to anything as scissor. Scissor was ever. a thing. No. That's what almost killed Lil Wayne. This is, a, this is by the way, yeah. a what typical that, thing. Purple drink? Yeah, like, scissor, purple drink. I think it's the same thing. No, it's like cough medicine mixed with. Yeah, but that, that was drink. like purple drink. Yeah, it was like codeine cough medicine mixed with Sprite or something. Not my thing, but. I like that Gordo typically, when he doesn't know about something, and for those of you who've been listening for the last couple of years, no, Gordo's not super in touch with like a lot of like trends and things going on. <laughs> but instead of just like being like, oh, I didn't know about that, we'll insist that it's not real every <laughs> single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I don't know about yeah. this. We often do. <laughs> we usually just Google Would you it. like to bet a show, sir? You know how he gets by most of the time, though? He's, he's on a podcast with Joe who doesn't know any current events. So. <laughs> Listen, I just know the memes. Sir, the memes keep me young. Dab on that meme, Gordo. Ah, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah, she's there to kind of see how all the students were now that it's the end of the year and wants to see what they've learned. And Gabe wants to have one of the students, Grace, like talk and say what she's learned. One of the other students, like, doesn't Grace have like social anxiety? <laughs> he starts talking about how, yes, but she's like come a long way and now she can communicate through the computer. So she does like a text to talk thing. You hear like the computer say, I learned that Principal Madison sometimes cries in the parking lot in her Ford Fiesta. And like, um, I thought the principal's reaction was really funny because she had like this like really like embarrassed wide-eyed look. And <laughs> I thought that was really good. I can't believe they didn't make a Stephen Hawking joke here or something like that. Like just her talking through the computer. I feel Different like time. modern modern day yeah. they would view that as too insensitive. I feel like back in the day that would happen, not so much now. Oh, that would oh. back in the day they definitely would be like, okay, Stephen Hawking, but yeah. nowadays, no. And no. so I thought this classroom was set up really strange. They had like the students oh, the, facing each other in yeah. one row, and then the other ones were like a long way in the back, and it was just like I don't know. It was just really confusing the way the room was set up. It was set up almost like a, like a horseshoe, yeah. in a way. But, but I've I, seen classes do that in real life. It's not like the number one way that they happen, but it happens. It does. When you want to facilitate learning, you do that. Ferg, were you excited when she corrected her and said that Elantra? Yeah, it's a Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> My very first car in 2004. You had that for a while, too, right? I did. I had that for a very long time. Who, who wrote out their first car longest? Was it you or Nick? Oh, I think it was Nick, because didn't he buy it back after it was, like, destroyed? <laughs> I did buy my car twice, that is true. <laughs> but it kept chugging. You had it for, like, 20 years. Yeah, I had it, uh, and then my brother drove it for, like, three years after I moved away from it. Uh, and it still started the day that it got towed away to the junkyard. It was just too rusty and falling apart, but that engine turned over. I missed that car. <laughs> they don't build them like that anymore. They don't. What was it? Was it a Maxima, Nissan Maxima? Yeah, 96 Nissan Maxima. It was like the luxury edition, too. It had everything. It was amazing. 
I remember when we saw Harold and Kumar and we were driving home in my um, Elantra and I got into that bad accident in Bell Circle with with you and Nick. I remember that because oh, my yeah, arm yeah. was out the window and I like, <laughs> like my, it shot forward and my arm hurt for quite a while. I didn't have that car for six months. They, I thought they were going to total it and they like refused to total it. Like, I'm going to get a new car. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> In fairness, you had the car for years after, so yeah. I guess they were right. Kept on chugging along, even though it had no front after that accident. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I'm surprised nobody got hurt. So anyways, to go back, after that little comment from Grace, class is kind of over. Everyone's about to head out. Principal says uh, she wants to see Gabe in her office at 1115 and then to the students. And some of you, I'll see you next year. And someone's like, wait, what do you mean some? And I like that this was like, they do this a couple times where there's little lines that it comes back into play later on. And they don't get into it then. It's just a throwaway line. And if you weren't paying attention, it wouldn't mean anything in the moment. Yeah, I just thought that, you know, some were moving on to the next grade and some were getting yeah. held back. And that, that was the line. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. In the moment, that's yeah. how it would come off. So now as everyone's leaving the classroom, the only one left is Grace, the one who won't talk in front of people. But she will talk to Mr. Glacius if other people aren't around. So she asks if she can talk to him. She's saying that, you know, Paula, who's the principal, is probably a little cranky because she hasn't been getting a lot of pokes on her dating app lately, if you know what I mean. He's like, I know what you mean, but do you know what you mean? And that got like a hysterical laugh. I didn't think it was the best joke of the of the episode, but this girl is annoying. I didn't like her. She's all the kids to be, are. Though. I don't but feel like all the kids. My are. my thing about like the whole like social anxiety doesn't talk to anybody except him. Like doesn't need to be there. Like she could have. Yeah. She could have vocalized what she said about the principal, right? Like she didn't need to type text that. Like she could have just said it, and it would it would have still been funny. Yeah, if you're not uh, going to make the Stephen Hawkins joke. The whole shtick just doesn't need to be there. I didn't, I didn't like it. And she's just like, she's overbearing on top of it. She's like that too smart for her age, doesn't know when to shut up. Like, it, I, I just didn't like the character at all, actually. I don't mind the type to talk thing and the social anxiety thing. I don't, my, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying it didn't need to be there. Well, my thing was the counter in seeing her character at this point is so vastly different. Like, she's as, like, no, like anxiety exactly, or shyness right. yeah. when she's yeah. with him alone, and I get that everyone's circumstances are different, and there's things where people are more comfortable and in their zone. But it's like that character doesn't it doesn't make sense enough. Like she should still be a little like nervous and yeah, like pick a side. Yeah. Netflix writers, <laughs> yeah. And then basically we find out she's kind of a bit of a hacker. Like that's her thing. She's always on her laptop. She's always doing like little hacky things. In the conversation though, she asks. Mr. Iglesias, like, what about you? Are you on any dating sites? I just thought her asking at first, I was, like, uncomfortable with it because I didn't know where they were going to go with it. I didn't think it was going to be inappropriate or anything, but I was like, don't make any weird storylines where she has a crush on the teacher. Like, I don't want that. Luckily, yeah. it didn't really go there, but it, that's what, in the moment when she asked, like, my gut early reaction yeah. was like, oh, no, 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 no. If you do something like that, you do it later in the episode when you see she's hacked everyone and knows everything. Because all that is, is in, in reality, she just wants to know information and hack everyone. Yeah. But coming off early, you come to the conclusion you just came up with because you don't know enough about the character yet. Yeah, yeah so correct. Soon after that conversation, she heads out and then the girl Marisol enters and she has a present for the teacher. It's like the end of the school year, so she just got him a little something. And it's like a little toy model of... Uh, 
1962 VW bus, which is like, I assume his car, the one that he drives around. Yeah, I don't know enough about VW buses. I mean, I know people collect them. It's the vehicle you see in the opening credits, so I assume it's the same. Okay. I don't know, though. I don't know enough about them. It's it's got a big community behind it. People love those. Like Like, the same as like the Beatles have like a thing, too. But those uh those old buses, it's like the go to hippie vehicle. When you think of what did they used to drive, it was always those buses. Now, have any of you ever driven in one? No, because I feel like they're around, but I've never actually been inside of one. They don't have anything quite like that anymore, right? Like a no, more, like a bus for people. Like, I no. think they are bringing that back in electric form. Yeah, I've heard that too. That's the, a hippieish way to go about it. It makes sense. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah. How's um, that going to go though? These electric cars like can barely like make. They were going to need like so. Many, yeah, they're going to need like multiple batteries in it, like <laughs> to go for more than well, a I few mean, miles. Most those are gas most of triggers. that. Most of them do have multiple batteries in them, like Teslas do, like four or five. Yeah, but now think yeah. of in bus size what that's going to need. <laughs> but they're not really. You that could put solar big, panels though. on the roof. Get some back that way. Yeah, that's a lot of service space. They they're just not that big though. They're like no bigger than like a Ford. Remember, Kelso had one on that '70s show, right? But um, again, you just mentioned how much battery it takes to power sedan-sized Tesla. So now think about a car that's double the size. Uh, or those those engines in those cars were lawnmower engines. Like they were not made yeah, to like were. haul weight by any means. Like they probably struggled with four people in the van. But yeah, I mean, the newer version. It might have actually already come out if I can look it up real quick. It would be even harder with the newer version because people are way fatter now. By like national average. But we have the technology now to haul fat people (laughs) around. I liked when she left and he was alone. He like played with the van on his desk a little bit. He's like. Me too. He's like just doing like a little fake situation when people's like hey man come on let's go he's like i'm hungry let's go to chipotle he's like you know that's not real mexican food he's like i don't care i'm high <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, yeah it's set to come out in 2025 2024 2025 it's called the i the volkswagen id buzz i don't know why they picked that as the name <laughs> it's fucking hideous even by this standard i mean they they weren't I know it's preference. I don't think anybody was ever like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. They're all weird looking, but they like really ugged this one up. It's gross. Yeah, so pe- the fucking uh, punch buggies are really ugly looking and people love those in America too. So. Yeah, I feel like the more niche looking your car is, the the more certain people are attracted to it. Like look at the Cybertruck. That looks- thing never took off. Yes, yeah, yeah, people did, are driving Did that them. even come out? It did? Yes. Yeah, a couple of people are driving them, I've seen. I thought they, like, killed people. I, I mean, they could. I didn't think they came out, but I, I guess I'm wrong about I've that seen one. a couple of people on Reddit, like, get videos of people with the Cybertruck. Like, it looks hideous. It looks like that thing that, like, Homer's brother makes. Oh, the, the car Homer? The Homer? Yeah. I mean, eh, kind of not really. I'm trying to think of the... It looks like a... I was going to say Mandalorian. Like, the DeLorean from... uh. Back oh, to yeah. the Future, but like squared off and was like that, was that the one that Elon was trying to demonstrate how like yes. the windows are bulletproof and he hit yes. it and the window broke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that is the one. 
you know what? It's funny. You mentioned the DeLorean. I was thinking about it earlier as we talk about like these cars that have these big niche followings. And if it wasn't for Back to the Future, no one would have gave a shit about the DeLorean disappearing. Oh God, no. They were no. remarkably unsafe. Really? I assume the parts were really hard to yeah, get as well. The <laughs> doors were electric. So if you got into an accident and your battery got disconnected, you couldn't get out of the fucking car. Like well, there was crazy. so many things wrong with that car that, um, and I got to imagine that's why they picked it. It was like a cheap, interesting looking car at the time because nobody really wanted it, but it still looked cool. Well, yeah, imagine it was opened up. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool unless you're in a parking lot and you need to get out of your car. Yeah, you got to go to the other end of the parking lot with that. Well, even the, the, that Tesla SUV, those doors open like that. I oh, mean, the, te- the I don't SUV. Think those don't really go out far. They go up. So, I mean, it might be better for a parking lot, actually. But doesn't, like, Lamborghinis also go up? Lamborghinis, they go, like, diagonally. They like, go, up. yeah, like, they come up, like, they They go up almost like a switchblade. Like, yeah, it goes, exactly. like, straight up. Yeah, Mandalorian's more, like, low Mandalorian. It's not a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Just a DeLorean. <laughs> but if a man drives it, does that become a Mandalorian? I don't know. This Do you drive a man sure. Kia? Sure. You know, I've seen one on the road once ever, like like legit, just like on the street, like uh, and it was pulled over. And I'm like, well, what, <laughs> what cop pulled over the DeLorean? There's one in Winthrop, like a resident really? in Winthrop has one at uh, Governor's Park. Really? Yes. I've never noticed Or it. they did at one point. I actually haven't seen it in a while, but I knew at one point there was one there. How do you get a... a, a I almost said Mandalorian. How do you get a DeLorean and not soup it up to look like the time machine? Yeah, I mean, I feel I'm like sure you people have to. do. I mean, exterior, you don't have to do too much to it. No. You gotta put, like, things on the back, and that's about it. You gotta put it. thrusters. Yeah, you gotta put some thrusters on. Thrusters! <laughs> <laughs> Tires! <laughs> not very uh, nice. <laughs> Well, anyways, just to round out the scene, though, I, before we go too, too deep into talking about random cars that were not in this episode, I felt like, so this episode is, before the end credits, it's like 28 minutes and change, so it's, it's long by sitcom standards. Netflix can get away with this. I don't, I still think they should try to format their shows a little more uniform, like, okay, take some liberties once in a while, but try to keep them, like, close to where a normal sitcom would be, because that's really the sweet spot what people are used to now that whole opening teaching segment i felt like if they were trying to format it for 22 minutes there was easily a couple minutes they could have chopped out of that early lesson stuff like all the stuff going on in the classroom i thought was strange they he had that whole part when he was playing with the toy and there was no payoff i thought he was gonna look up and someone was gonna be staring at him like what are you doing he was gonna get embarrassed but no it's just hey he likes to play with toys yeah i just (laughs) ended there but you know what I'm talking about? Like, I felt like the scene was good in that the class dynamic I thought was decent and he was a believable teacher in the role. Like, it felt like school enough the way it, he was going through it, but it just, it dragged on. And I, I just thought there was a lot of, if we had to shave six minutes of episode away, we could have gotten at least two to three out of that that area. Yeah, there was no reason to do like a pre-opening credits classroom scene and then a post-credits act. Uh classroom scene you could have just cut out the second part of it or the first part yeah like the the history and then the braveheart and then the monroe doctrine like it didn't all have to be in that same scene that's like a lot of history class for one for one scene (laughs) i cut all this shit in i want history class i'll go to history class damn it Mm -hmm. 
it's so strange too because Netflix doesn't have like sponsors or ads that they have to shoehorn in there so they can just make stuff shorter if they want to like, well that's no why well, but that's the opposite that's why episode. they can make it longer because you figure we watch television in half hour blocks but because of ads there's eight minutes shaved off just for ads so that's why we get a 22 minute episode typically whereas when you're on netflix because there's no ads people are still used to watching 30 minutes per episode so they just use more content right I love that I just had that advantage. long explanation to Gordo, who muted and was not involved in anything that I said to him the entire time. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. You would think, like, a company like Netflix, though, because they don't have to play the ads, the shows would be shorter, <laughs> because they know people are used to it. So, by doing the longer shows, it's taking up more space on their servers. Well, yeah, it's not like there was uh, ad placement. So, or anything in this episode, or in this pu- scene, anyways, like we saw with um the crew that had like Winston and like Budweiser and all this other. The crew shit did a NASCAR. lot of that. The computers they had them all angled so you could see that they were Apple and stuff. They had a lot of product. Maybe this show was um sponsored by History. The interesting thing about like the length of shows is like so yes, when you're on an uh, a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu from the start. You don't really have to have any time restrictions, so you can kind of do whatever you want. But I imagine they keep in mind network syndication, right? Because if you ever go to a network, you can't have a 40-minute show get co- go down to a half hour, and you can't get that up to an hour for an hour slot, right? So it's right weird now, to have a half-hour show be actually a half hour, because if this ever did get syndicated onto a network, how would you make it work? You'd have to cut time out of the show i think the problem though is when it's a show that is a complete netflix original that are made by them and produced by them they're not thinking about selling their stuff anywhere else because they want it so you have to use netflix to watch it yeah a lot of these other streaming um platforms it's funny that they the shows are on tv first and then immediately go to their network like the next day netflix doesn't have to deal with that yeah that's more like the hulu type of model yeah the the max sorry and the um, Peacock and Paramount Plus. So now the next scene, we're in the teacher's lounge. And one of the other teachers named Tony is like pouring a coffee. And he swipes some money from a basket next to him that says it's like the, it's a GoFundMe, but they cross out me and it says Ray's hip. So it's to help this guy Ray buy a new hip. Again. And why do, why do they have that and not just have an actual GoFundMe? <laughs> Well, that was the fact that they used the GoFundMe because it was even referred to like a GoFundMe later. I'm like, that's not what GoFundMe is. This is a collection. (laughs) It's a donation thing, but it's not GoFundMe. Gabe sees him trying to swipe the money and you see him through the little window in the door and he like looks shocked. And then he like kind of runs into almost kind of stop him from doing it. And say like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's a bad year at the track. I was like, you know what? This is like not being it's like being written off as like, oh, that's just Tony. That's what he does. <laughs> He's like, such a douche. It's a move. super yeah. dick move. This dude one sucks. Of, one of your coworkers, who we yeah. find out later was one of his teachers, <laughs> like growing up, needs a new hip, and you're stealing money because you're a compulsive gambler. And he's not being portrayed as a negative character. It's just like, oh, Tony's so wacky. Like, yeah. that's not how you. Yeah. That's not how you do that. That's not the example. Like, yeah. if he took a bite of his lunch or something like that, but like stealing his, I need a new hip money is not okay. <laughs> no. Although, to be fair, 
Ray doesn't look like he needs a new hip. He's walking fine. Might be in a lot He's of hiding pain. the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Might just be tough. I liked when they're talking about his dating life and he's like, oh, well, you know, thanks to my losing streak, there's not much of that. And I'm going to have to teach summer school now. And he's like, oh, that sucks, man. I really wish you could have went with me on this road trip because Gabe talks. We find a couple of times that he has this big road trip planned for summer vacation. He's like, yeah, man, it'd be like Thelma and Luis. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was fun. They're both. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're both like Spanish guys. So I thought that was a funny joke. And now another teacher, Abby, enters. She's like the straight-laced, do-gooder type, innocent uh, teacher. A little bit more of the rule follower. That's like her vibe and character. You know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of Taylor Townsend from uh, The O.C. Doesn't okay. look like okay. her, but her dialect, the way she speaks and everything. You shut your eyes, you'll, you'll hear Taylor. She's, the, she's like the perfect one, the rule follower. You know, it's like that same kind of role. And they're... You know, like, oh, there she is, the rookie of the year. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. It's like, well, you're the only new teacher this year, so you're probably going to get it. That's a thing. Hey, well, they, I mean, maybe at that school. <laughs> and he's talking about, well, she asks him, like, are you excited for your road trip? He's like, yeah, the bus is all gassed up. He's, I got my 90s Spotify playlist ready with a lot of R&B. Audience goes, ooh. Yeah, I know. They were <laughs> like, really, they like, excited. R&B. But they said it in a way that it was like when a sexy joke comes up and they do the ooh, like it's like he just said he's gonna listen to R and B. He didn't say he's gonna like fucking fuck someone in the van while listening to it. Like it wasn't like he said anything that's seductive. And then that's when him and Tony start singing "All My Life" by Casey and JoJo. As they're singing it, it was like that was our go-to middle school dance slow dance song. Well, there were two. Right? It was that, and it was the Aerosmith song from Armageddon. I don't want to clone my... And I, I can't help it. Anytime I hear, especially the Casey and JoJo one, it always like brings me right back to like being in middle school and going to those dances. And then, God, yeah. And, and then, Ferg, uh, do you remember the game we used to play during all the slow dances? Of kicking people's knees out? Well, <laughs> not... Or just pushing them forward. Because, oh, okay. Well... You know, for those of you listening, when you're in that age and you're going through adolescence, and you're slow dancing with a girl, like, things might be moving downstairs because a lot of stuff's changing with your body. And we would recognize that half the guys dancing probably have erections. But they're doing- So Jay and Ferg walked around in dances just looking at dudes' crotches. Not, you don't have to look. You just know how the, the human body works. But, you know, the typical middle school Boner dance. patrols on the run. <laughs> Gordo was still really small back then, so yeah. we just sent him around looking at boners. Like, Who's boner? <laughs> so, I mean, if you remember middle school style slow dancing, it is, just, it is full arm's length apart. Yeah. You know, you are. Leave the room you, for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You have a full arm extension, no bend in the elbows. But we would just give everyone a good shove so they would have to lunge for it. Do, Which, they, still, you say now, do they still do dances? Like, I imagine. Well, I don't they know. I don't know. Do, right? Kids don't go outside of the house anymore. So I don't know if. I remember always looking forward to them. And then I don't know if that's like a thing anymore. I feel like you would see like signage for them or hear about them. Now it's like they probably have like virtual Zoom meetups, 80s night. <laughs> yeah. And they probably just sit in their room with like their dad's shirts on. I love <laughs> the Eddie's. Yeah. <laughs> and they just meet up and vape. Oh, my, my go to was pushing the, the back of their knees. And then they did like a good hump motion. Oh, pretty funny. Full thrust. They got a full thrust. And as they're doing that performance, Abby's going, oh, you know who would love that? Uh, My fiance. 
And now Tony looks upset because you could tell that he was like into her. And Gabe starts like hysterically laughing at him because now, you know, he's finding out he doesn't have a shot. But this is the last day of school. And they're like the three history teachers in the area. How is it possible that they don't know that she's engaged? Yeah. That, yeah. The, and this it's like they just the, met for the first time somehow. Yeah. If this, it was earlier in the school the year, not the last too, day. Like, because this is the pilot, like. You don't know if, like, he's been pursuing her all year round. Yeah. So, like, the, he was pursuing her all year. Gabriel Iglesias laughing at him would make a lot more sense. But this is the first interaction we're seeing of, of all that. So it's like... I would have, yeah, so maybe funny. refrain from fiancé and just have it be like, oh, my new boyfriend. It just yeah, doesn't, it it just doesn't seem realistic yeah. that I she's guess it engaged. Depends. Yeah, it makes more sense. But they it might depends wanna... on if this guy shows up. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if this character is someone that we meet later on down the road. And Gabe goes, oh, a fiance, man, that's friends for don't put your fry in or ketchup. And I was like, that is so inappropriate. Unless you're really close <laughs> yeah. to there. Oh, it's just Luis, though. He's wacky. It's um <laughs> just a dirty, I mean, it's like such a visual. I don't know. Even though it's just French fries, I was like, ew. And they start telling her how no relationship survives moving to California. Am I to assume, though, they both move, though, right? It's not like it's a long distance. Yeah, they both move from, what, South Dakota or something? Yeah, yeah. one of the Dakotas. Yeah. So it's more like, what, just the taste of this different life is what's going to make her less impressed by her fiancé, according to them? Yeah, I didn't really understand the, like, is it, <laughs> they talk about the relationship not surviving the move to California like it's some sort of known trope, but I've never heard that. It's like you're in the, well, they said, like, you're in the big leagues now. Like, this is, this is where you're going to meet some real men. I think that what they're trying to say is that California has a higher density of hot men because Hollywood's there and An Venice overall Beach higher and, caliber of Yeah, you of get starstruck people. and you, you see yeah. celebrities and whatnot. Exactly. And right around now is when Ray walks in. That's the teacher that needs the hip. And he's played by um, an actor named Richard Gant. And... You would know him from such cinematic classics as Norbit, Bean, Jason Goes to Hell. Those are the few, few I know you're being credits. sarcastic, but those are all classics. All, movies, and all movies I know you guys like, yeah. I love Bean and I love <laughs> Norbit. I don't love Jason Goes to Hell, which is funny to say because I'm a big horror fan. I was going to say, of the three movies, it wouldn't be the one that people would expect you to not like. I hate Jason Goes to Hell. It's my least favorite Friday movie. I even like the remake over fucking Jason Goes to Hell. Really? Yeah, that was the first movie that New when New Line bought it, and they didn't understand it. And it's like just the, the one thing they want to do is get him out of that damn hockey mask. So the whole movie is Jason's heart is just possessing other people. So it's not even Jason; it's other people possessed by Jason. The whole movie it's just shitty. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so when he first walks in, Gabe's like, "Oh, hey, Mister Hayward," and he's like, "Gabriel, when are you gonna start calling me Ray?" And that's when Tony's like, well, what would have happened if we called you Ray when, we, when you were our teacher? Like, I would have whipped your asses. <laughs> so we find out that, like, that's when we find out the backstory, that he was their teacher. And he's, you know, he's been around for a long time. And he noticed, like, hey, who's been dipping into my hip money? And the crowd's, like, laughing. And again, I'm like, why is this funny? I Lewis! Don't... Yeah, I think <laughs> he's got some canned laughter here that they're just kind of injecting. It sounded like, though, that there was a studio audience watching this, though. Like, it was actually kind of good. 
I couldn't tell because it was it was ambiguous it was, enough that you actually couldn't really tell. Yeah, I'm not sure. It happens a lot in I don't know, unless they found the happiest, easiest to please people. There's just so much laughter in these things that I'm like, it's gotta be a little canned. We've watched a lot of shows where I don't think find some of the jokes even remotely funny and the studio audience goes nuts. And we know that their studio audience is in yeah. that. So yeah. you can't really determine by the comedy of I guess as long as the light went to yeah, laugh. If, if the light flashes to laugh, then they laugh. And when they're talking about the hip replacement thing and the money being stolen, which I don't, again, don't know why that's funny. Abby's talking about, you know, my, my grandmother had a hip replacement. And when they said, oh, well, how's she doing? Oh, she only used it for a month or so. So we got most of our money back. <laughs> oh, gruesome. Yeah. It's also not how a hip replacement works. <laughs> well, I guess you know, she didn't last very long. And then they just took the fresh new hip out again. In South Dakota, it does. You just get to return it. <laughs> you, you cut grandma open and send it back via Amazon. And they ask uh, if Hayward's got like another year left in him because he's getting close to re- retirement age. It says the only way he can get out of there without a goddamn party in his honor is on a gurney with a sheet over his head. It was so dark. <laughs> I loved it. He would rather die without retiring just to avoid have, having a goodbye party. <laughs> and then uh, the scene closed out with a little bit more of that karaoke version of All My Life. And there's a point where, <laughs> this was relatable, Tony looks over at Gabe while they're singing, and he's like, don't look at me, boo, while, while they're singing. And that this happened to me once with a friend of ours. We were at uh, this place called Hong Kong, which is a bar in downtown Boston. And it was karaoke night. And I was uh, doing a duet with a friend of mine. And we were doing Al Green's Let's Stay Together. And there was a point where I just, we're singing together. I looked over at him. He's like, don't look at me while you're singing. <laughs> it's the same exact <laughs> thing that happened. Nothing we talked with a little eye locking. It's a duet. You're supposed to. It's been a while. We've talked about karaoke a few times, though, so I feel like it, we can't get into too deep of a story when it comes to that stuff. I've never even come close to doing karaoke. What about with a group? Would you do it if, like, no, five that, people stay together? There's no circumstance in which I would do karaoke. You know really? Nick hates fun. That's true, too. I do hate fun. No, it's just... I, I understand, like, you don't need to be a good singer to do it. It's just like, I know I don't sound good up there. There's no song that's going to make me sound good. It's just going to be bad, a bad experience all around. I am yeah, tone deaf, and I do it every time. I, and I get yeah, it. And, like, you have the ability to just, like, turn off that feeling of just, like, sheer terror when you're up there, apparently, because I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, I, that, it's just a public setting where you're the focal point of something has never, ever been something I've been into. The trick is you picture the audience naked. Ferg's trick is you drink a gallon of vodka. (laughs) (laughs) True. There's there's also like, you know, there were times where me, Ferg, and a couple of our other friends were doing uh, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. And we're all just, no one's doing a a vocal performance that's noteworthy. No, I get it. And I understand that. It's a group sing, so like no one's even thinking about your individual voice in that moment. So it's fun in that. In those regards, I'm not a big karaoke yeah. guy other than that, but that stuff's fun. Oh, I enjoy karaoke. What's I your go-to song, Gordo? Country Grammar by Nelly. It's <laughs> a great song. <laughs> Respect. All right, yeah. <clears throat> Love that album. People don't expect it. I wouldn't, no. And people, they see a good karaoke song, the audience wants to sing it with you too, so it doesn't make you look as stupid as well. 
That does help. If it's a song that, that everyone smart. might yeah, like a sing along. That's very smart. Yeah, it takes it takes a little of the shine off of you. So um, the next scene, the principal's in her office with this guy, Carlos, whose specific job, I throughout the whole episode, no idea. I don't know if he was the vice principal or an assistant or what it was. He is the vice principal. He is the vice principal? Wait, he are you talking about I, Oscar? Yes, yeah. So he's, um, Carlos is played by Oscar Nunez, who's best known for his work in the movie The Proposal. And <laughs> so the principal's sitting there and she's saying how she needs to get a date and asking Carlos if he has any brothers. He says, Oh, yeah, I have two, but they're married. Not to each other. That'd be weird. She's like, Well, marriage isn't necessarily a deal breaker. You know, sneaking around can be an aphrodisiac. And I'm like, That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, you trying it's to make like, me yeah. hate every character. Everything's now? a laugh. Like, oh, I don't mind it. I'll get with a married guy. I mean, they the do a real good job of making money. you not like uh, his character. He's a dick the whole time. He yeah. has no. Yeah. A lot of times with those characters, they usually give you a little shred of something to like them. Right. Yeah. He's, he's just, just garbage. a dick the whole time. And I just think it's weird with the principal character, though. Right from the first time, like we hear about her when she shows up, and the students talking about her. She's just so obsessed with finding a date and being on these apps and not just the dating in general, but the app aspect of it. It keeps coming up so much, which I thought was weird. Also, it's bullshit because women clean up on any dating app, no matter what that's they also look true. like. No matter yeah, that's yeah. also true. She's not going to be without she swipe rights. Swimming in dicks. <laughs> okay. Dick Lake. So. Dick River. Watch out, Dick Waterfall. <laughs> Anyways, um, this is when the three teachers all walk in, Gabe, Abby, and Tony. We find out that basically what's going on is that one of the teachers there is retiring and won't, as a result, that teacher uh, had the honor student. So now that there's an opening for the honors class. So all of them have the opportunity to Right, like a mission statement and syllabus thing to tell Paula, the principal, like why they should be the next honors teacher. Now, I know it's discussed at the end of the episode, but there's no reward to getting this, so I don't know why they want it. Yeah, it's, it's maybe a I, the thought thing. seems to be is that teaching the honor students because they're all go getter students, it's an easy ride because yeah. you don't have to do much extra work. They're doing the work because they all want to be top students. Yeah, they show up. They're quiet. They do what they're told. You so know. you basically just have to present them with the work. It's like a, it's like a e- much easier than like trying to turn around troubled students. Yeah. And not to glance past it, too, because there's a point where I talk about tie-ins that we find out about later. You notice when Carlos left, he's like, oh, if you'll excuse me, I have some letters to deliver. And we find out what those letters are down the road. But it was just kind of a again a throwaway line that comes back and i thought between that and the see some of you later thing they i thought that was kind of clever writing also um when he's leaving he has the thing with his dog and he's like no she saved she rescued me yeah like, that's such an oscar line from the office <laughs> like, oh he's yeah. in the office too oh you didn't know that yeah no he's I in a couple episodes account- yeah oh he's not very important he's just an accountant i like that his dog's <laughs> name was captain Tennille. <laughs> yeah what what kind of dog is that uh Bichon free it's like a small white fluffy dog oh it's one of those okay yeah like those those little white ones with the face all oh, those dogs with faces 
Yeah, yeah those white dogs with faces really are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great <laughs> description. It's what I do. It's why I'm here. All the other dogs with no faces. Call me! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god. Oh, um, <laughs> I didn't, didn't process what he said right away. Uh, so, <laughs> how can I eat? <laughs> so, uh, so, anyways, um, Tony and Abby both leave, and now it's just Gabe alone with Paula, and he's saying, like, you know, like you you should go with me. No one teaches history like I do, and she's like, I know that. That's why I let you slide on the dress code because the whole episode he's just wearing like a maroon. Like, shirt for the school and shorts. I guess other than the shorts thing, everything else is fine. He wears a hat. W on this thing, too. I thought he was just, like, a, a Redskins fan. No, I'm it's sorry. like Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson High School. But it didn't, like, hit me. I thought the but same thing, actually, for... It's, like, the same W as Washington Commanders. The Washington yeah, football but, team. But they do that. Um, high schools do that all the time. That's true. Sports logos, so... Like, our logo, the, with the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, it's the same as West Virginia, Vikings, isn't it? Yeah. I actually saw, like, I don't know how much there is to it, but there's, like, a petition with, like, a Native American group that's trying to get Washington to change their name back. They found really? interesting. I don't know <laughs> really? how... Yeah. I don't know the full validity of it. I didn't, like, read deep into it, but... And, and also, I don't know if there's any proof that they're the ones signing the petition, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I think, too. But I think someone's just a group. It was started by yeah, a group that was allegedly by them, but... Any, anyways, to move forward, when she's talking about the whole dress code, he lifts his leg onto the chair. And, you know, Solidarity is a big guy who wears shorts all year, too. And he's talking about his, uh, he's showing, like, how he can't hide his calves from the rest of the world. I immediately <laughs> thought of Jay. Jay has yeah. said this before a thousand times. <laughs> well, that's a product of, like, just being fat, is your calves are big because they hold up your big body all the time. So it looks like you're working out your calves because you have a great calf muscle, but it's, you know, they have no choice. It's to survive. One of, like, my big issues with, like, this show, though, is they keep telling you how he's such a good teacher and, like, all this other stuff. He's the best history teacher, this and that. But not to get ahead of what we're about to see, but half of his students are getting kicked out of the school. Yeah. So how it's, like... Most of the people that got that letter are his students. So he's clearly not that good of a teacher. Well, he's also not the only te- Like, they don't show up to school, go to his class, and then go home. Like, there's yeah, other that's also true. part of it's the The way day, it's presented, right? too, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just the history teacher. But also, we don't, we're following him, so we're only following that small group of students. So we don't really know how it's going on with everyone else. But like, how is Abby not the best teacher? She's such a go-getter. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Which is possible. I mean, she may not have had any. It, well, because there's a point later on where he asked Tony about it, but he's just not, he doesn't talk to his students outside of just going, well, period, it seems. So he doesn't even know if any of them got it. But we'll talk about that in a second. As Gabe's leaving, he notices like Paula sigh at the desk. He's like, oh, are you okay? Like, do you need some time alone in your Elantra? And she's talking about how her kid's graduating from middle school next week. So she's going to have to see your ex-husband there. And she says, like, he's going to be bringing his young wife, and he, she's been looking for a guy all year, but apparently she, she's giving Southern California a carpal tunnel from swiping left. 
this was a couple times where because it's again it's it's so focused not just on her needing a date but that she's obsessed with dating apps and i just know like joe's yeah. not here this would drive him crazy in all fairness to Joe, this drove me crazy. Well, I like it. Yeah, it's way too much reference. Yeah, I feel like this this does potentially date this down the line. It already. And I don't dated mind it. some. Like, right I feel like they're not it. super popular even nowadays. I was gonna say is swiping left and right still like even like a thing. Like that. I was mean, yeah, I'm the only single pretender. person here, so I mean, it still exists. But no, I know it, it still exists. But is it still as popular and as referenced as it once was? Because I don't think so. They've both been around, like, they specifically by name mentioned Bumble and Tinder later in the episode, and, I mean, they, they've they been around so long now that it's just... Yeah. It's just known. It's just the thing. So, question. They also mentioned Farmers Only uh, <laughs> on this episode. Do you do either a ye and na? I wouldn't know. <laughs> Are you alluding to Jay being on Farmers Only secretly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I asked needed... for you guys to not bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was making a, a yes no joke. We knew what oh, the we joke got it. was, man. <laughs> we got the joke. Don't confuse us not laughing with us not understanding. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't laugh at my hilarious joke. What's going on? I must, they must explain not get it. it to them. Let me further explain. <laughs> my mom says my jokes are good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, anyways, we've already kind of referenced this earlier. The next scene, Gabe stopped in the hallway by one of his students, the uh, kid Walt. He's like a thicker redhead kid. He tells him, great news, I'm graduating early. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I got this letter from Mr. Hernandez, who's Carlos. And it says he's being counseled out, which means essentially that he's being kicked out of the school. And this kid's like, well, you know, school never really wanted me here, and I didn't really want school, so... It's all good. He's it's a no-fault divorce, just like his his parents. But now he's saying that he's on to his next venture in life, which is working in Foot Locker. Gabriel Iglesias says, you know, I used to work in Foot Locker, and, like, I think he says that the stripes didn't work for him. He looked like a fat barcode. <laughs> I thought that was funny, yeah. And he tells him that he could do a lot better than that. And he's like, you know what I'd really like to sell? And he's like, did the state of California legalize it in 2016? He's like, no, I was going to say custom rims, but I like your idea way better. And he, like, walks off. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. I was talking about shoes. People need shoes. <laughs> you just hear not as much as they need weed, but they, right. do, they need shoes to get to the weed. <laughs> I did like that little add-on. That made that joke funny. It was fine for what it was. Um, it was interesting to hear that, like, th- this whole, this is when we're finding out, like, that this kid gets kicked out. So now we're like, okay, well, there, there's the letters that he said he had to go and deliver. And this makes sense to the, oh, see some of you back next year. Now this is all starting to come into play. And the next scene, we're in the teacher's lounge. When Gabe walks in, Tony's already inside. He's working on that mission statement so he can teach the honor students. And Gabe's asking him if, like, any of his, te- if any of his students received that same letter. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't really talk to them. He asks Gabe, hey, can you help me with this mission thing? He says, like, oh, I'm still doing your homework after all these years. When he's like, well, why do you want to do this? Like, let's get started. Like, why do you want this job? He's like, oh, because it would be easier. Like, they don't oh, give well, this guy a single redeeming quality. No, other not than he's no, not at all. He starts going by like, "Hey, you know, like, you ever have any students who are afraid to try?" He's like, "Yeah, that's like half my kids." He's like, "Yeah, they're worried that if they try their hardest and fail, then they can't use the excuse that they weren't really trying." It's like, "Yeah, I see that all the time." But that's not. This isn't about my students. This is about 
oh. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, actually, I like that they had that in there because, I don't know, it's these little things that I think explain that Gabe is a good teacher and he's, like, good with life lessons and dealing with people. But I kind of like that that was in there. Yeah, he's good-hearted, and, and they kind of get into it when he's talking to his old teacher, too. Like, they, you see, like, the ethos of why he is the way he is. Yeah. And right around now is when Abby walks in, and she's also asking Gabe to proofread. <laughs> he's looking, he's like, charts? You have charts and a bibliography? And then, like, here's what confused me. Can, wait, before you go on, can somebody remind me what a bibliography is? Bibliography is at the end where you cite... Like a table of contents, only at the end. Yeah, you, you cite yeah everywhere that you pull, like, references from in books. Oh, okay. All right. I did not... I heard the word. I was like, I know that word. I just have no recollection yeah. of what it means. So that makes sense. But I didn't get when he went, wait, is that PowerPoint? That, do I not understand things about PowerPoint? I thought PowerPoint was only used for like presentations. Oh, like, you can print it out is. PowerPoint. Yeah, you, you can, can print it. I, guess. But... I think that was the point is that it's funny that she printed a PowerPoint. Yeah. Because to me, if it's in print form, it's not PowerPoint anymore. You know what I mean? It's like it's meant for slides. It's like it's meant for the presentation. So why are you having the history teacher proofread? Go to the English teacher. That's true. And that's kind of weird, too. Like, we only know this one branch of the school. It's only the history teachers. We don't <laughs> even see. Now, there's more time Florida. and more episodes, and we don't want to get bombarded with characters. And we talk about that on other shows, too. But yep. we don't see any other. We don't meet the gym yeah. teacher. We don't meet the English teacher, the math teacher. And maybe instead of having them all be history teachers, maybe they could have went about it that way i guess gave everyone a different role so in my reading i guess um shit i forget his name uh but the dude who plays shooter mcgavin uh is ir- irregular on the show at one point and i was bummed that he wasn't in the pilot yeah i saw that too i was like damn why isn't he in this episode i like him <laughs> i like him <laughs> i like the thought of like each section of the school like Teachers are all just like a gang, like the warriors, like this, the mathletes, and this, the historians. <laughs> the mathletes. When they're going over like her whole thing, too, it's like, wow, you really do speak the language of honors, kids, huh? Like, oh, thank you. I also speak French. This what was it? I, I have it written down, but I'm going to butcher it. It was like, tu es tres gentil, mon petit chow. And it's like, what does that mean? It's like, I don't know, but I've never been called petite before. I looked it up. <laughs> Can I you get guys a little look it food? Up? No, I did not look it up now. Uh, the direct translation, according to Google at least, was, you were very kind, my little cabbage. I was way off. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 saw, was... I saw petite, which I knew was small, and chow, I just assumed was food. Yeah. <laughs> well, cabbage. And then oh. in the next scene, Gabe walks into the hallway and sees another one of his students at the locker, the kid Mikey. He's like, oh, you got a letter too? And he, Mikey just assumed that that letter was like a bill. I guess they send... Yeah, I thought that was stupid. It's like, wait, school? you're getting mail at your locker? Come on. Yeah, a little this weird. This is one of the kids that can't not laugh when he's in the classroom. It was at the very beginning. It was him, one of the girls, the kid in the second row. Like, they're all just constantly laughing at any, every joke. And it's like, you could tell they weren't in the business line. So I'm not going to shut on kid, kid actors, but they cannot keep it in. <laughs> there is a lot where, like, Gabe is trying to be funny. So it's like, it's a little excusable if they're laughing yeah. at him deliberately being funny to the class. But yeah, Gabe grabs the letter from the locker and he starts to read it. He's like, basically like, oh, someone's going to pay for this. Mikey thinks it's a bill, thinking that he's just going to pay the bill for him. He's like, wait, I have more of them. And he's like trying to chase after him. But we see Gabe walk into Paula's office. 
he's currently in a meeting with Carlos. And he's like, hey, what the hell's going on with all these letters? Like, what's counseled out? We find out that basically, according to Carlos, it's a nice way of saying to our underperforming students, dear dumbass, get lost, Kmart is hiring. <laughs> is Kmart still popular on the West Coast? I know it was like a West Coast. Remember we originally. talked about this? There's like three going to say, I Oh, yeah, it's almost gone. It yeah, that's right. We did talk about it once before. These poor One kids them... can't even work at Kmart. What the fuck? Nope. Why did... What, do you think they used Kmart because they didn't want to upset like a chain that was more popular? No, they like, used probably K- didn't want to get sued. They wrote it. They wrote this backwards. They used Kmart so they could do that attention Kmart shoppers joke that comes next. Yeah, yeah, I, that's probably exactly how. Yeah, it, happens, it just yeah. felt like because because I'm trying to think now. Like if they said Target or Walmart and they said it in a way that makes it sound like Degrading. you're looking down on someone for looking there, working there. It's like that company can be like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, don't talk shit about us like that." So maybe yeah. Kmart's like an easy duck to shoot. Oh man, they you don't probably want to piss off Big K. All right, they'll come for you. They probably didn't want to get sued. Period. Or they probably didn't enter in a um like an ad deal with them. Because what what's Kmart gonna do? Yeah, you know they, they're one lawyer. Like they should have went with Walmart because I feel like Walmart's universally okay to make fun of for some reason. I think they don't want to upset. Like it's a big company not wanting to upset another big company, and that's why they were like, "Who's safe?" I really think they just wanted to make the attention Kmart shoppers joke. But that's such an outdated joke now that like I don't know most people even catch that anymore. Like that 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 run is. 30-something years removed from this popularity. This show is full of that stuff, though. When Gabe finds out, like, that this is the plan, it's basically... The idea behind all this is they're getting all the underperforming students and they're getting... They're removing them from the school to boost the overall average grade of the student. This so is illegal, a, right? This has to be illegal. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's public, a public school. school. It would it's never a public happen. school. I don't know. There would be yeah. so much public outcry. It would never be allowed. But like, maybe if they create a side school, like we we remove you as long as there's another school in the district to send them to. That's like for underperforming kids. They can get away with maybe doing that. Like, but it seemed weird. I I don't know. Like, it just. Right, it just felt like this This can't be legal. Like, what are their options at this point? They can move him to a different school, a different district. They even, like, try to kick out his one student who's smart. Uh, yeah. The girl that gives him the bus because she's missing too much, which I kind of agree with. She should be in school. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Like, I, I get, like, she's like, oh, I have a job I need to help provide for my family. It's like, okay. You're obviously smart enough to understand that you probably need to be in school. Like, just get an after-school job, weekend job. You know what I mean? Like, there's probably ways you could make it work. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just felt like this is, like, a really cheap, like, cop-out for that part of the story. Who's hiring this, like, young kid and going, no, you can't go to school. Come to work. Yeah, (laughs) you you better be here at noon on Tuesday. Because I don't know every state law. Gabe's asking, like, what do you call this program? Some Children Left Behind? And that, that is the name of the episode. That's, so I don't know if that was... I always kind of wonder which comes first sometimes. Like, you know, did they write the name of the episode yeah. and try to sneak it in there? Carl's like, I don't hate it. And he, like, writes it down. That's a play off the No Children Left Behind thing. Yeah. For those of you that didn't get the reference. Yeah. And now Gabe's accusing them of swiping left on a bunch of kids. Walks out, and Carl's like, what swipe left? She goes like the story of my damn life. I thought the way I he delivered, it. like, yeah, this was too much at this point. They did drive lot. that that point home with her. A little I too thought much. though, for 
comedic timing and stuff. When Carlos says like what swipe left, that should have been the cut right there. Like him not yeah. knowing. The response line didn't need to be there. I think they would just a little that one little thing would have really Yeah, like, I mean the Netflix funny. original rears its ugly head yeah. a few times. Gabe walks into the teacher's lounge and spots Ray. When they're talking, he's asking if he, if Ray had ever heard about these counseled out letters. He's like, Yeah, it's like the not our problem anymore letters. Just easier to get them out to boost the stats than like to actually fix them. They're talking about how it sounds like Ray was kind of a mentor to him as a student because we already know that he was Gabe's teacher when he was younger. And basically saying, like, I don't know where I would have been if it wasn't for you when, you know, I was going through stuff. You know, Gabe kind of wants to be that for all these new students now. And, like, the idea that, like, a teacher that cares about them and will nurture them is, like, what the real fix is. I don't know. I just thought, like, this whole conversation between the two of them, they had, like, a really good dynamic with one another. And they really did have, like, the mentor-type feel when those two were conversing. Yeah, it felt genuine. Yeah, definitely. Who he reminds me of? He reminds me of the sergeant from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The yes, new, the new he does. It's, it's his dialect and the, his voice, the way he talks. He sounds just like him. He's got a little Morgan Freeman in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he does. And there's also a part in that conversation where he mentions, like, there was a, he was kind of recruited to go to a private school at one point. And, like, the kids there were just, like, so spoiled. And I think one of them hit him, and he was like, I need to get out of here. And realized, like, he couldn't, like, there was no saving those kids, but like the yeah. ones that are, you know, in a lesser situation that actually want to do better for themselves, like that's where he would be best effective. No, it was the other way around. Is he got hit at the bad school and it realized he realized he needed to stay there to help them. That's where he got. I was hit. gonna say, yeah, isn't didn't that was what it? Made I read it the other way. Stay, yeah. yeah. He said, "I." That's when I realized I needed to stay here. Oh, I read it. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I I understood it wrong when he was telling the story. Well, egg on my face. <laughs> but uh yeah in any event the next scene from there is when gabe spots uh marisol in the hallways she's the prize student and ferg you already kind of mentioned we find out her as well so now like just about every single student he's had is in this situation where they're all being kicked out of school at the end of the year and she's one who actually did the work so this in it's weird though right because it's now it's just an attendance problem because she said she didn't miss any assignments she got all of them done yeah i don't see at that point why you wouldn't be able to uh, yeah, they uh didn't. appeal to that right appeal yeah. that especially yeah, if she's that smart she's getting the assignments done she must be missing tests and stuff that's it's true more than I just mean, homework if you don't yeah if you're only doing homework that this is like kind of like now he's pissed right now it's the one student like, he even tells her outwardly like you are my favorite student He's like, you say that to everyone. He's like, yeah, but I'm not lying when I say it to you. I'm very 50-50 on this one because I kind of agree that she needs, I mean, I do agree she needs to be there. But if she's smart and like showing she knows, like it's it's like it's on the line with her. The other kids, like they need help. So they should be there not yeah. being kicked out. Gabe's plan is in the next scene where he's with Grace, the student with anxiety who doesn't talk to anyone but him. He has her like trying to hack the database to find out like who else got the letter and in that we find out that she also got one because she's like if i can't find the 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 list then i can't adjust the letters he's like well why'd you get one it's like for doing stuff like this <laughs> yeah. can you imagine the bad optics though they kick out a kid who has severe anxiety who's not dumb or anything but they're kicking yeah. this girl out well because they know she hacks and stuff i think that was the problem is that they know she's a hacker 
In, never, never happened. And this was another t- point where I think, like, this is a little inappropriate. He's now having his student hack his boss's dating profiles to, like, yeah, to put her in a good mood by, like, catfishing her. That was weird. He could have did that without the, uh, the hacking. Like, there wasn't anything that she told him that uh, wasn't on her public profile picture. Or in her bio. Yeah, well, yeah, we find out in her bio, it says, just get a picture of Apple Teenies in me and let the magic happen. <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh. It's like, this student now knows too much about her principal. You know what I mean? Like, I know he needs help, but now this girl knows more than she really should about her administrator that she's supposed to respect. Like, oh, here's her adult friend finder account. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in 20 years. <laughs> Well, the ones we know for sure that she was on were Bumble, Tinder, Urban Swipe. And she's like, she's on everything but Farmers Only. Oh, wait, she's on that one, too. And then he's like, yeah, girls, rocking that cowboy hat. I'm like, no, this is inappropriate. Like, you you can't be looking at this girl's dating profiles with your student. 90s. You don't get the joke. She's lonely. So funny. Yeah, Yeah, that, too. She needs a man. Uh, yeah, she, just... she can't find love, and she's having a hard time accepting <laughs> that her ex-husband moved on. <laughs> it's funny when you say it. Bad <laughs> clown. The next scene, we're in her office again, and the three teachers who are all up for this kind of promotion are all inside. And this is when we find out she's going with Gabe. And Abby's like, mother flowers! <laughs> and uh, he's upset, obviously. Tony says, this is why you should never try your hardest. And the two of them walk out and it's leaving just Gabe and Paula again in the office together. And she's like, what's the matter? Like you won, like you should be doing your little touchdown dance, you know? And she's doing a little salsa dance and she's like, do a little dab or two. And she does a couple dabs. And then, and then she even gets as upset as he is. He gets like giggly for a minute and does a couple dabs himself. A couple dabs, man after my own heart. I was going to say, and I can only imagine how excited Gordo got when he saw both of them dabbing in the episode. I loved it. What are the chances Gordo Green likes this show just because there's a dab in it? Very high. Very Very high. high. (laughs) Not even going to hold that back. Very high. (laughs) And now Gabe's saying like, you know, I was thinking like, how about instead of giving me all these honor students that are already like teacher approved why don't i just work on all these counseled out kids and offers to do that instead and she's like well hold on i'm gonna have to find out you know i don't know she has to like reference it with carlos for some reason and calls him in he's going over like you even counseled out marisol like my best student and he says like her attendance is unacceptable which i guess was fair he says we're just putting every student in a position to succeed and it's like well turning your backs on these kids is not putting them in a position to succeed. And we get into this whole thing where he says, look, Hernandez, you might think that these kids are invisible, but I see them, all of them. And that's when she's like, wait, hold on. Did you just say invisible? I, I did. You know, a woman gets this to a certain silly. age and she feels, you know, like, you know, invisible. And she mentions how invisible man is my favorite book. Yeah. And then it's like, that's so, it's so weird. I just, I just matched with someone on my dating app and he's a Denzel type and he wants to buy me Apple teenies. And he mentioned, he, he mentioned my favorite book and she quotes it and says, I am invisible simply because people refuse to see me. And it's like, it's just such a coincidence. 
he just mentioned that and now you're talking about these kids being invisible. It's like, How would you know? So it's like, wait a minute. You just laid it all out there. You how do you still not know what's happening then? And she what I didn't dumb. like was like, okay, they could have done the same scene and like referenced that it was like something like someone said to her, but this laying it all out this detailed and explaining every little aspect of yeah. it was unnecessary. And it makes her look dumb for not putting the pieces together. Right, yeah. It's insulting to the audience that they think that you're not going to pick up on what they did. Yeah. <laughs> it was just way too much explanation. <laughs> I don't know. That was like, of everything that happened in this episode, this was the thing that really bothered me the most, was the dumbing it down so much yeah. and just and just walk, just holding your hand and walking you through that, in, just in case you're a complete buffoon watching this. That's rule number the, one, show, don't tell. Like, yeah. yeah. The ups of dabbing and the downs of the explanation. <laughs> so now, basically, because of this, she's agreeing, like, it's okay, I'll, I'm going to let you teach these kids over the summer, but, like, they're going to be on a tight leash, so, like, they have to all succeed. Because of this, now we're finding out, like, he has to give up this road trip, which was, like, the one thing he was super excited about was him driving around uh, in this Volkswagen bus and, like, going on a trip. And he's giving this up just for the kids. He should have been going to an event or something that was like time related because you can go on a road trip anytime. It's not that big of a sacrifice to give up your road well, trip. Well, no, it sounded not if like talking it was like, about it. It sounded like it was going to be like for the summer. Like this was going to be a big, yeah, long that's what I mean. travel like, to country. So after the summer's over, go next year. Oh, like he should that's have still had, a like, big sacrifice though you're giving up your whole trip like, yeah. he, sh he should have had tickets to SummerSlam or something now he has to miss it or well they say well, an event. they make it so later comes up we find out wrestling shows was part of it so we don't know if he had tickets for anything specific and they probably wanted to be careful about using names but I mean hey a wrestling road trip all summer long like that sounds like a lot of fun to me yeah I mean that's true I would do that for a summer and I'd be hella mad I would have to be I would have to believe in my job to get that out. I'm just saying it's not that big of a sacrifice. Even if he was excited, it's something he can do next year. Or I mean, that's true, but he probably is talking about it, really looking forward to it. Right around this point, too, is when she looks down at her app and realizes that the, the Denzel-type person that she matched with is actually photos of Denzel Washington. And also that <laughs> one of the pictures was Photoshopped so that he had a cowboy hat on. Probably for the farmers only account, I guess. So is that where they that matched? I found funny? So they must that, have that's matched, what I found funny. They must have matched specifically on farmers only. You know what would have made this joke work is if after he went back to the hacker girl and went, it worked perfectly, and she's like, I didn't make an account, and she was really talking to Denzel the whole time and like wrote him off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then the next scene, the class with all the students, like they're all in Gabe's class again, and I was a little confused by like how he. Maybe he gathered them because of the situation. But like, but I thought school was already done. It's like the last point. day of yeah. school, yeah. And it's weird, too, because like it was the last day of school, but he must have been the first class because I think school's over, but then they're in school all day long after. So it was just, I don't know, it was weird. Yeah, they, that must have happened. And even actually, before we even get into that scene, I thought, so there is a resolve, right? Now we know there's going to be a summer school thing that happens. When, the, when it first started, until that reveal late in the episode, that whole time, I'm like, wait, this is a whole show about school, but we're starting on the last day? I was like, how are they going to stretch this out? <laughs> now we know. Now you know. He tells all these kids, like, hey, despite everything that's going on, like, 
you know, some of you are here because poor grades, poor attendance, disciplinary reasons, or all of the above. And that one kid's like, yeah, I messed around and got a triple double. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, actually, like that. I, I found that funny. I did too. But he's like, but as a result, I have some good news and bad news. And the good news is no one's going to get counseled out. But the bad news is we're all going to have to do summer school. <laughs> and that one kid who was like really eager to go to Foot Locker was like, wait, those are both bad things. So now he finds out that what he thought was a pass to never go to school again is now um, all over and he has to go to school all summer. And now all the kids are kind of bummed, even though in theory he just saved them. They're all upset that they have to do summer school. So they're all walking out and he's going, yay, Mr. Iglesias saved the day. We love him in his hat. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, you said, like, it's not just like his thing. That's his entire class you saw at the beginning. So he's saying this. Yeah. So did his whole class fail out? Apparently be, so, yeah. Was there gonna, was there gonna be nobody in the school next year? <laughs> and everyone but Marisol leaves and she's like, Well, what about your trip? And that's you know, he's like, Oh, well, who wants to roll around in a cool Volkswagen bus, listen to nineties jams and going to wrestling events again? Sounds like a good time. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, like that sounds fun, but to do it alone, because he was going on this road trip alone sounds so sad. <laughs> And bo- like, I wouldn't have fun driving that much by myself. That's another is, thing is about with uh, people. Yeah, with Gabriel Iglesias in general, or Fluffy, as he's known. You know, like, um, if you just Google the word Fluffy, that he pops up, like his profile is what pops up more than the fact that it's just a common word. That he happened if you search S one A one. Do we come up? Actually, no, yes. If you write and well, with podcasts, no. Some, if you write S one A one, we pop up right away. Yes, I think so. Test it right now. I'm always weary, though, because, like, your phone learns you. Like, the test is you have to find someone random you know and have them check it and see if it pops up for them. Yeah, first thing. But bam. Look at that. You come up first, but, like you said, it could just be our phones know us. Yeah, it's tough. You know what? You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Maybe our listeners can try it and let us know. I'm going to pull up incognito mode. What was the last thing you Wait, what were you looking up? Over? I missed that. Sorry. Just the Actually, idea of Googling S1E1 and do we pop it's up the right the same away? thing still. Interesting, because S1E1 is used for so many things. I next, still time you're at the, next time you're at the mall or something, go into like the cell phone store and use the phone and see, do we come up? My I favorite do- thing to do, by the way, I know we need to close up this episode in a few, but when you go to those stores, always look through the pictures, because there's always random people at the mall who take pictures <laughs> just of like, themselves <laughs> on those, on those <laughs> yeah. phones. Yeah. Or they leave their Facebooks and stuff logged in. Like, it's so crazy that they'll use a display phone and, like, log into their personal stuff. I've seen that before, and I've been like, I took a steamy poop. We used to just leave fucked up websites on their phones. Yeah, like meat spin. I once posted on my Facebook selfies another kid posted on the phone. and then, But then you have to remember to log out, and someone's going to do something dangerous with your information <laughs> logged in there. But yeah. You have to, but, yeah, log out after. In any event, uh, the, the next scene is all the teachers, and they're at this restaurant called uh, de Blasio's. I don't know if there's any... I didn't look it up. I wanted to look it up and see if... That's one of the creators this. of the show. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Gabe's presenting Abby with the Rookie of the Year trophy, and when she reads it, like, her name's spelled wrong, and he looks at Tony, he's like, you had one job, man. So am I to understand that maybe... This wasn't a real thing, but they just made the trophy for her. Just That's to... how I probably it. Yeah, she says even the joke. She goes, "Abby only has two B's." So did he add three B's? <laughs> no, A-B-B-B-I-E? probably one. <laughs> no, she well, says, no, she says only only two, has. Yeah, so that, that's the thing, Gordo. Like in in uh, logic, would tell you maybe he used one B because it would still like 
it wouldn't be right, but you could see how your brain might go there. But three Bs. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the show credit and just say he's lazy and just didn't proofread and he may might have hit it. Yeah. Three or times. just like the place mm-hmm. that made it was just so cheap and bad. <laughs> and then Paula walks in where she's like met with two drinks because she called ahead and had the waitress make two apple teenies for her. That's a thing. I love apple teenies. <laughs> I've never had an apple teeny. Like a good I have. I, I, it always makes me think of Scrubs, actually. Me because too. his order is uh, an apple teeny, hold the teeny. So he just <laughs> wants the fucking apple puckers. And Gabe's order is a ginger ale on the rocks. Uh, and he's feeling a little saucy, so he adds a lime to it. Good drink and right there. I thought, this was, I thought this was a little interesting. I'm going to assume in real life he doesn't drink. No, he actually has a drinking problem in real life. Oh. He stopped drinking for two years, like, after a breakup. The fact that they said stopped drinking for two years obviously alludes to the fact that he started drinking again. Oh. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, I know he's had some know, pretty bad health scares, too, recently, oh. so maybe that's why. I thought it was interesting, because the way they pointed it out was, like, they made it very... He could have just ordered a ginger ale and not made a big deal about it, but they went out of their way to have the dialogue, like, hey, Gabe, yeah. why is it that you don't drink? This must have been at the time that he was, like, sober. I'm guessing they're setting up for something later in the show where, like, I don't want to say he relapses, but... He gets wild one night, something yeah. happens, he drinks by accident, one of those, like, sitcom tropes. Yeah. Just shows up, starts beating students up. Yeah. <laughs> Even that drink, though, he, this would be a root beer, right? Ginger ale. Oh, ginger ale. Ginger okay. ale with a lime in it. So never mind, because I was going to say, that did not look like root beer, but that's because it was ginger ale. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's why it didn't look like root that beer. That is exactly why. Like, why wasn't it foamy? <laughs> and his whole reason was, like, just that he doesn't want to forget things when he's out. Like, that's why he doesn't drink. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, a really weird... Again, if we were going to the 22-minute format, let's chop this all out, too. We'll save a minute right oh, here. Oh, this whole scene needs to be chopped out. I agree. This, Him saving all the kids could have been the end. And yeah, that should have been, been the end. It would have probably been yeah. a 23-minute epi- season. You would have just needed a little bit of a better button for the end of the scene. But yeah, it kind of, they're all talking, and it's, we find out the next, um, now that Gabe's not going to be doing the honors thing, she's giving it to Tony. Abby goes, ah, suck a dictionary. And the way, like, that one I, was like, yeah. that one got me more than the other, the mother flowers <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So when yeah, she first said, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> It took like a second to process what she said. still had the word dick in it. So right. Like, you're like, whoa. But I do like uh, the principal's like logic behind it was that she acknowledges that Abby's a better teacher than Tony. So by putting those students with Tony, maybe it will elevate him a little bit. And he asks like, well, what am I getting like for this, you know, promotion? She's like, you're not getting fired. <laughs> like, all right. Do it sorry, that's, that's bullshit. She's being punished for being a good teacher. That's like at, at like a normal job where like you work really hard and like, oh, I'd promote you, but I don't want to lose you. It's like, well, so you're I'll t- screwed over for I being a go-getter. I won't get yeah. into like specifics, right? But at my job, we often say that some of us who are known to work harder than others are often given the more challenging tasks, which is like unfair because I'm not being paid more than them. Yeah. You know, but... It's the, oh, they can get it done, so they give it to us. And it goes, oh, well, thanks. And it seems like the similar situation here. Where yeah, don't stand out. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're a good teacher. We know you're a good teacher, so we're going to have to give you the bigger challenges because you're more likely to be successful. 
Which, like, it makes sense, right? It, it sucks that that's the world, but it makes sense. So after that, they toast to a surviving another school year, and we cut to one hour later. They're all singing All My Life Now. And I didn't, I, one thing I thought was a little forced was when he took the selfie. Like, it just, like, was, like, they went out of their way to show you, like, him grabbing it and taking the selfie with the principal. I guess, I guess I'm conflicted, right? Because I thought it looked super corny. But then I realized this is what people really do. <laughs> it, it looks corny in real life, too. It's, yep. uh, so I was yeah. like, I, I guess there's some sort of realism in there. And, uh, but it closes out with that. That was just them singing all my life. And do you think him and the principal is the will they, won't they of this show? 100%. I didn't get that vibe even a little bit. I didn't get that I, vibe. I got a closeness from them. Like, she knew about his, like, touchdown dance and all this other stuff. He knew about a lot of shit about it. I think I, we inherently are always looking for it. That's the thing. We're always watching shows wondering what's the romance story. And it's not that there always needs to be one, but so often that's the case that we're now positioned to always be hunting yeah. for that and trying to figure True. out what the love story is going to be. But she also like confided with him too about the husband coming with a younger woman. And, and you could be right. You know what I mean? Like he was very complimentary towards her and she's very lonely and looking for someone. So they could absolutely go down that route. And I, I don't, don't know. Think... That's why I asked because yeah. I'm not sure. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I was unsure too, but I think that she kind of is a little hard, a little standoffish. So, like, you can kind of see them maybe getting closer Usually, in the middle. They would tease it, you know what I mean? Like, you would maybe when they're all singing, like, she accidentally falls back and he catches her and they give each other a look real quick. Like, usually there's a little something well, he like takes that. Takes a selfie takes with her. Yeah, he takes a selfie he with did, her. He did, but I don't know. I just, it, it seemed more That's like a modern goofy. day yeah. falling back and his glancing. best friend Lewis was right there, man. You keep calling him Lewis. His name is Tony. Tony. He just made that Thelma and Louise joke. (laughs) You just assumed that was his name after that. You said it all episode. (laughs) (laughs) I did. You're lucky I didn't call, uh, what's his name, Oscar the whole time. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Well, at least that's his real name, too. So you could have snuck that that one out. But um, right after that, the only thing after that scene was there was a little, like, title screen that popped up, and it was the episode was dedicated to someone named June Gardner, who was Gabriel Iglesias' speech teacher, uh, and was like believed in him when he didn't believe in himself. And I actually thought it was really nice that in this episode where he's now playing a teacher, he reflected and wanted to like do something nice for a teacher that really stood out in his life. I, I think that was a really cool little thing to put in there. It's yeah, one of those like, you know, like you know the saying. It's like about giving people their flowers, you know, before it's too late. And it was like, yeah. so it's like, so at least it wasn't in memory of, it was just dedicated to someone and they, they can, the whole world can see that they're appreciated and she can feel appreciated. And it's not one of those. Yeah. I mean, if you know, she dies and then goes, Oh man, that teacher was the best. Well, you're all alive. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. Gabriel Iglesias. Thanks. He pretty much grew up in like every worst part of California. It was like all the like the projects in like Compton, Corona, like in like any any place you really don't want to live, and then became a a huge success. So I guess I, I would imagine he attributes a lot of that to you know good teachers he had. Yeah. So and I, I don't think it ever really came up when we were speaking, but this is um we said California, but specifically Long Beach, I guess is where the show's set. Yeah. But yeah, that's the uh, the entirety of the episode, and I really don't have a lot of extra stuff to say about it because the show just kind of had such a short run. Basically, is this, um, is this is yeah, anything about it is really just 
about him. You know what I mean? Like he's the biggest part of the show. Um, That's true. But there's so, nothing about the show specifically. Yeah, it was basically a two season. Well, they, they kind of did like a split season with the second season. So it's like, depending on where you look, some people list it as three seasons. Some say it's uh, two. Yeah, so they just kind of like put out some and then put out the rest later. If you like go on IMDb, they kind of say it's three seasons, but it, it really wasn't. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. I don't know really anything else to say about it. So to not eat up too much time, I guess you might as well just jump right into that green light or cancel. So I'll go in the order that I'm seeing you guys in. Berg, you can go first. Alright, yeah, it's a cancel for me. It's a better Netflix show, but it's still got that Netflix stank on it. Um, I don't think anyone was particularly good at, at acting in this thing. Um, a lot of cringe, a lot of plottles. I did not just shit on the show. I love that they set up things and slowly gave you clues to going through. Like, that was good writing that was just completely covered with a mountain of shit. So, <laughs> it's not the worst. But it's not enough for me to pass. Ah, uh, so yeah, cancel. Gordo. I'm actually going the opposite. I'm actually greenlighting this show. And not because of the dab. That was just a nice little oh, <coughs> little cherry on top. No, actually, out of all the Netflix shows we watched, this was actually very well written. Um the characters all had great chemistry. It was funny. Uh, the 28, this is, this is the real reason. It was like 28, 29 minutes. It did not feel like that. Normally when we watch these Netflix shows, I'm like stopping every two seconds to see when the hell is the end of the episode. I did not do that once. I thought this was fun. I think it's lighthearted. Um, it's a little raunchy. It, it's good. It's actually not a bad show. Green light for me. Nick. Yeah, Gordo kind of just took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, he, it, Ferg mentioned the length of the episode after I had watched it, and I didn't realize it was that long. Um, it's just, I mean, it, it has its flaws. Don't get me wrong. It's, it, the writing suffers a little bit. Um, some of the acting, too. Uh, but it's, at the end of the day, it was just like a lighthearted fun watch um i really liked you know it's it's always a little different for a sitcom based around a stand-up comedian like because you know where the comedy's coming from um and i liked that i liked his comedy and it. it was just funny uh some like because you can go overboard with it and try to get too much of your shit in and it doesn't work it's uncomfortable um but i, I didn't get that vibe really i thought it was a fun watch and uh, am actually interested to see maybe where this story goes. So, um, not the best show I've ever seen by any means, but yeah, I mean, I can't cancel it. It's a green light for me. Yeah. So, um, and again, Joe's not here. So for those of you listening now, again, our Instagram S one E one pod, will have the graphic up that will have all of our votes later in the week. Joe's will be included in that. So you'll find out then with him. And, uh, as far as I go, I'm actually siding with the majority, so I'm going to greenlight this too. I Again, not a perfect show. When I first presented this show, it was definitely with the mindset of, this show is going to be terrible, I can't wait to rip into it the whole time. But it was it was a fun, easy watch. I thought Gabriel Iglesias was funny. 
I thought the kids, for the most part, were all decent. They all kind of had defined roles without it being too extreme. Because sometimes they give all those kids the character types, and they have them go way too extreme in every direction. And they all kind of just seemed like realistic enough characters that they worked out. Of all the kind of modern day sitcoms, this had more of an older vibe. Like, I could see this show existing 20 years ago more than a lot of the other ones that seem to miss the mark. There are definitely a bunch of things like writing errors that I, I think could have been a, a little bit better. But I thought there was enough good chemistry and it was an easy enough watch and like I could see myself watching more of it. So my favorite show we've covered? No, but do I think it's deserving of a green light for what we got? I would trim it down though. I, I would much, much rather be in the 22 minute format area. But yeah, green light for me. So with that being said, um, congratulations to Mr. Iglesias, which I did not expect uh, when we decided to do this show. Um, as of right now, you have three and then who knows with Joe? Uh, Joe greenlights a lot of things, uh, <laughs> but also hates. But I, this it's rife with things Joe doesn't like, so you never know. It has a lot of dating app references rifled yes. through the whole thing, so I could see. Yeah, him but it doesn't talk about any that. pop culture uh, people. Not too so. much. Yeah, the only song that they're singing is like twenty five years old. So. I don't know. They did use the internet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, so again, congratulations, Mr. Glazes. You live on. To see episode two with us, I want to remind everybody listening again, s1e1pod.com. Do all that stuff. Rate, review, subscribe. Hit us up on our socials. We want to keep talking to you guys. We want to know what shows you want us to cover. Until then, stay tuned for the rest of the month where we can cruise through another uh, back-to-school month. We have three more episodes ahead that are all school-related. So stay tuned for all those. But until then, thank you for listening. Goodbye. I think we got the best dabbing teachers. Get out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the only opportunity he's ever going to have.